uh, just the opportunity that God will give us to be able to honor Him. Some of you are already way, way committed. You're like, let's go. We are excited about this. Uh, uh, when can we get started? And so you are on board. Then there are some of you that have no clue what 539 is. Okay, and you're thinking, is that when we meet? Are we meeting that early in the morning? There is no way. Okay, uh, 539 comes out of Acts 539. And just to paraphrase, in Acts 539, there was a time when the teachers of the law are so jealous because the apostles are sharing about Christ, the good news is going out, people are receiving Christ, and they are jealous. And there are some of the teachers of the law that are so upset, they want to place the apostles in prison, and some even want to kill the apostles. And one of the high priests says, whoa, hold on, before you guys make a rash decision, remember this, if God is in this, nothing is going to stop. And that is Acts 5.39, that if God is in this, nothing will stop it. Nothing will overthrow this. And I can say for myself, and I probably should introduce myself, because you're like, who is this guy? <laughs> well, good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Craig Peters, and I had the great privilege of being able to serve the Lord and serve as an elder for 539. And so I am thrilled to be able to be a part of work. And you're saying, well, why? Why would you want to be a part of the work? For a number of things. I'm thankful what the Lord is doing in this young man right here. And because I can say young man, this young man right here. Okay? I'm so thankful. God has been using him. But again, as always, we don't serve an individual. We serve a great, great God. Okay? And this is not Mike's church. It's certainly not Hope's church. Um, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and we, this is not our church. This is God's church. And yet he wants to work through us. And so if you're just checking out 539, we're thankful that you're here. If you came tonight and you're like, I like the coffee, come back. Okay? All right? We'll do it every week. Not really. Okay. Um, so uh, there are just a number of things that we are thankful. I have watched over the last number of months God do things already in this ministry that in over, over 35 years of ministry, I stand back and go, only God can do that. Only God can do that. And so uh, it brings, uh, again, the Ephesians 3.20. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. In Malawi, Africa, they would say he is hippopotamusly huge. That's what they would say, that he goes beyond anything that we can imagine. Some of you uh, know me. Some of you do not. But most of you have probably heard me say this. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make things happen. Those who watch things happen. And those who scratch your head and say, Hey, what happened? God did not create us to sit back and just watch things happen. And he didn't create us and design us for us to say, hey, what happened? He designed us to make things happen as we're guided and directed by him. And so I'm excited to see what uh, Mike and what God has laid on Mike's heart. But uh, before Mike comes up and just shares his heart, um, I thought it would be good 
for us to get to know each other. Maybe just a few people. There's a lot of people here. I am so thankful. I am ready. I, this is so good. This is so good. Um, so, um, there are two kinds of candy bars that I love. Okay. You're thinking, are you ADD? No. There are two kinds of candy bars I love. I love Kit Kat and I love Snickers. And I will do quite a bit, quite a few things for a Snickers or a Kit Kat. But I'm willing to give out tonight because of the sacrificial heart that I have. A Snickers or a Kit Kat. So is there someone here tonight that would raise their hand and say, I went overseas this past year? Anyone here that would say, I went overseas? No one. Okay. I get to keep a Kit Kat and a Snickers. Oh, wait. You went with me. What do you want, a Snickers or a Kit Kat? All right. Um, is there somebody here who reconnected with someone over this last year that you had not seen them in a couple of years and you just reconnected? Anyone in here? Okay. Susie? All right. Anyone else? Susie, what do you want? You can come up after and get it. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna start by giving someone a concussion. Okay. All right. I got two more quick questions. Who put a new floor in this past year? Oh, my. Oh, my. All right? You can come up and get a Kit Kat or a Snickers afterwards. Who put a new countertop in? Or a kitchen cabinet? Good. You can come up afterwards as well. Okay? No. No. Um, who had a child... That they, uh, that entered into kindergarten or first grade. Just raise your hand. Okay? Good. Good. Uh, you can get a Kit Kat or a Snickers. And then, this is the most important question before we pray. How many of you were at Duma Meets this last week? Man. You can pick up your side of beef from Dave Duma at the end tonight. Okay? Hey, uh, we say this a lot. We don't take ourselves all that seriously, but we take God's word seriously. And we're hoping that you are here because you want to make a difference, not just in this church building, but you want to make a difference in the community and you want to make a dis difference. That's right. You want to make a difference for a lifetime. And so let me take a minute. Pray for us. We are so excited that you're here. And uh, give Mike an opportunity to give a share. Father, we are grateful. And Lord, you exceed our expectations in so many ways. And so we ask that even tonight that you would begin to gel hearts, gel spirits. Lord, that you would work in our lives. I pray we might not know the person beside us. But that after tonight, we would take a moment to introduce ourselves and realize that if we are believers in Christ, we are a part of an incredible body of believers. And so we thank you for tonight. And Lord, there is a lot going on already. And we have a lot of questions. And Lord, we're just asking that you would help us take the right steps each and every way so that when people hear of 539, they don't think so much about leadership, but they think about how great a God we serve. 
And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Craig. And I want to thank you all <clears throat> um, for being here tonight. If I pulled you from uh, the coffee truck or donuts, they're going to stay till about 7.30 tonight. So don't worry. They will be out there and we'll have <clears throat> um, donuts for dessert and things like that. But if I have not had the chance to meet you, my name is Mike and I am uh, the pastor here at 539. I'm so grateful that you are here. Um, what we're going to do for the next few moments is really work through this handout that you received. If you did not get one, just raise your hand real quick. Um, the girls will bring one to you. But um, we're going to work through this. I'm going to try to answer any potential questions you could have so that you don't have a ton of questions and hopefully um, you feel like you have a good understanding of what is going on and all that God is doing. And so really the first question or first phrase I'd like to, to answer is our why or why are we doing this? Why are we planting a church? Why would we go through all of this work, all of this effort and really pour all this energy into this? Well, really, as it says in your handout, most people in East Akron do not attend church. Or really, most people in East Akron do not know Christ. There's around 30 to 33,000 people in Ellet and Goodyear Heights area, and they would say only about 5% have a church home. And so as a church, 539, that exists to reach people far from Christ and invite them into Jesus' family, that is a problem we want to fix. Um, we really don't want to just go somewhere where there's not a need or if there's really a lot of people who would know Christ or really there's there's not a need for us. So we're coming into the, the area saying, hey, we, we think that the gospel, this that the harvest is plentiful for us here, and we want to see many people come to know Christ. And in that handout, it talks about how our goal is to put uh, the name of every person on a family card. And really, that's just a, an evangelism or outreach strategy that we have as a church where we would say, we want around seven to eight people of, of all of us, connections we have of friends, family members, coworkers, um, classmates, where we are attempting to pray for, share the gospel with, and really see them come to faith in Christ, that this community truly would be impacted uh, by the gospel because we are here. That's why we're going. That's why we feel like God is sending us and what we're trying to do. Um, our mission is to reach people far from God and teach them to follow Jesus. As you notice in your handout, it says to reach them. Um, really, we are not going to be a church that just sits on our heels. We open the door and we just pray people would come in and come to faith in Christ. We really would rather be on our toes and reach out in the community people who think and believe they are far from God. They don't believe that God could really love them, care for them, that there's forgiveness, or that they could be invited in, and we would like to teach them to follow Jesus. Our vision, which is essentially how we're going to do that, is to be the church in Akron that meets all people where they are and invites people into Jesus' family, or invites them into Jesus' family, which is very unique in the sense of um, we really want to meet people where they are, whether they are far from God, whether they feel like they don't understand the Bible well, they're not, they wouldn't call themselves a church person, they don't really go to church, they don't really do Christian things, they don't really care about that. We want to be the church that really lowers the bar in a sense. We make things understandable, we make things clear, and they would say, I get that, that makes sense, and this is something that can help me. That is really our vision and what we're doing. Um, our values, we have three of them, and really this is 
what the church is going to embody. And we don't just want to be a church that has really uh, values that we say, but really how we're going to try to live those out. And the first one is really if it's any any church that would teach the Bible would, would agree on this. We are all about Jesus, that he is the, the top, he is preeminent, he is number one. Everything we do is to submit to what he has said and really to live under his authority and to make him famous and to glorify him in all that we do. Number two is we are a hospital for sinners. Some of you have heard me say this phrase over and over, and I'll probably say it so much you'll get annoyed by me saying it, that if you believe the church would burn down because of your past or current mistakes, you have come to the right place. That we we really don't just want to be a museum for saints. We don't just want to be something that's clean and has everything together, has all of our stuff together. We want to be a Christian hospital that is prepared for people who are hurting, who are broken, they feel shame, they don't feel like God could ever love them. They would feel like this is a place that can minister to them and love them. Along with being a Christian hospital, um, a phrase we will often say is this, we want people to belong before they believe. And what that means is this, we want you to be able to serve here, to be in a community here, to feel like you can be a family here, even if you disagree with a lot of the things we say or believe. We would not put expectations on you or friends you know if they would say, I just don't believe what you believe. We would say, we welcome you into our community and we want to do life with you and love you wherever you are. That's not an expectation we would put. And the last thing, which is definitely super important for here at 539, we are a family. In a day and age when everybody is extremely lonely, um, they're depressed, they don't feel like they have any connectedness, we want this church not just to be a Sunday morning service, not just to be something that has events, but where you feel like, man, this is my spiritual family, this is my church, these people these people love me. And just like um, you'll do in a, in a couple weeks on Thanksgiving, um, you will, whether you like your family or not, you'll be forced to go to some dinner and you'll sit down with them and you'll drag your feet there and talk to your spouse about so-and-so's going to do this and I'm going to get mad or whatever. But when, when it's family, what do you do? You go. You go. And guess what? When you go, there's a seat for you. And that is what we want this church to look like. That really, we want a family to be a part of this. And we will say this over and over again. We don't want, and you can go anywhere else in the world today, any any career you have or things you're a part of, where people constantly just take from you. They just take from you. They're just trying to get something from you. When it's a family, you invest into family so family can invest into each other. Our hope and our prayer is that if you are serving here or part of this, you would feel like you can pour out from a from a full glass, that you feel like you're encouraged and challenged not just we're expecting things from you and really pulling away from the things in your life. So those are our three values. Um, what we are going to do now, if you flip that thing over, um, on the back is a timeline. We are not going to go through every single thing, really. We're going to spend some time talking about the first two, and we have an event, two events coming up this December. The first one is providing Christmas, and so uh, I'm going to have Anna Oliver come up and share real quick, and she is going to explain this event in detail and how um, you can sign up. 
Well, we are so excited about Providing Christmas. So I just want to tell you a little bit about what Providing Christmas is and how you can help. So we reached out to some schools in our community and we asked their guidance counselors to give us their Christmas lists for families that are in need. And so now we need your help in being able to provide Christmas for these families. So what we're asking is that you would sign up tonight to be a leader, a Providing Christmas leader. And signing up to be a leader means that you're committing to hosting a Christmas party where you would invite your friends who do not go to church. And there you would bring all the gifts for these families. You'd wrap them together. You can have any kind of party you want. You want to watch a Christmas movie, watch football, however you want to do it. All that we're asking is that you would bring these presents that are on the list, wrap them together, and that you would share the Christmas story with your friends who don't go to church. And so if you want to do that, you can come to me. I'll be in the gym at the Providing Christmas table. You can come ask any questions you have, or you can sign up to um, be a leader. You don't have to sign up by yourself. You can sign up with two to three other um, uh, 539 leaders um, and just make a group. And that's where you'll invite all your friends. So you can come see me in the gym if you have any questions or if you want to sign up. Thank you, Anna. She has done a ton of work with this. And really, one of the things that we saw when we were doing some studies is in East Akron, 47% of homes and families here are single moms. Um, and so this is a way we thought, hey, let's work with the schools. And so what, what we'll do is just take those gifts. You'll deliver them to the school. And so Anna will be able to answer any questions you have. We have currently eight families that we need to provide Christmas for. And really, if we have more, we're ready to, to get some more families from schools pretty pretty quick. And so if you feel like, hey, this is a this is a high ask, high level event where we want you to put on your own outreach event, really, that you would share the Christmas story with some friends who don't go to church and use this as an opportunity to share Christ. The second one uh, we have coming up is the Cookie Palooza. Um, I didn't come up with that name, but I love it. And so um, really, this is a low-level act of kindness in the community. So um, on December 11th, um, we're asking you to bake or buy uh, Christmas cookies. You can deliver them here at the gym that morning. We'll have a team ready to receive those. We're going to put them in a 539 box. We're going to put a card in there that we're praying for them. We're going to put an invite in there for our sledding event in January. And then we're going to deliver those cookies to as many homes as possible. And I think we could have around 75 deliveries to homes in this community and even more. If some of you grandmas just blow our socks off with 12 dozen, I don't know. But anyway, we've, <clears throat> we feel like this is something that is very um, doable for us. And so if you can help out in either one, and really our heart is that the community um, would feel our presence, that we do not just want something from them, but we are here for them. That it's not that we want them to just come hear a message and, hey, come hear us preach, but rather we would be here to reach and love them and care for them and say, hey, we just want you to know that we're here for you, we want nothing from you, and we have something for you. And so really one of the things I want to be very clear with on this timeline, if you look down, this is a tentative list of what we believe is going to happen in the next year. Um, our start date is September 18th, uh, 2022. That is a Sunday. We have a lot of things to do. Um, we have eight to 10 outreach events taking place before then. That's very intentional. Um, one of the reasons we are holding to this timeline is because we have to have a spiritual connecting in a community before we just jump in this room and start having services. Um, and you cannot, you cannot rush community. You cannot rush 
sharing Christ with people and just hoping people would come to faith in Christ. I am personally praying, and I've been praying constantly that um, we would see people come to faith in Christ and have baptisms at our nights of worship, at our preview services, really before we launch. Because church planting truly is a result of reaching the community, that we would be able to be here that first Sunday morning and see, say, look who God has saved through what we have done, that we have just joined God in his work. And so as you see, that is tentative because there will, there will be things that will come up that might shift. Some outreach events, we may say, hey, in two weeks, we need to do this. Or um, we're going to try to do some stuff in here. And we may say, hey, we, we shifted here. This is the door we want to walk through. And hey, this might not work. So um, that is really what um, is coming ahead and what we think, hey, for the most part, you can hang on to that. So we are inviting you to be a part of our core team. Um, some people have said, Mike hasn't invited me to be there. Yes, I have. This is, this is the invite. Um, and, and here's why. Um, we, and, and I'm going to try to be very clear. We want everyone. We really do. We want whoever God sends. If God doesn't want you here or wants you to be a part of the core team, neither do we. We, we would not want you to be. But this is what we would say. If you would say this, hey, I want to help this church for the next year really, really launch this thing. I want to try to come to these events. I want to try to invite my friends. I, I would like to be a part of this. Secondly, you would say, hey, I could see myself serving in some capacity in the future in some way. Not that you have to be serving on one of our teams to be on the core team, but we would say, hey, think through that. And honestly, one of the things that is so important for us, <clears throat> um, in order to start a Christian hospital, um, it's going to take a rewiring of thinking for our core team. It's going to take a rewiring of why are we doing this? What is being asked of us? Why would we do this? Because we want to be a Christian hospital. And if you're going to start a Christian hospital, you have to have an army that is prepared to run the hospital. And so that is really what the core team is. If you are not a follower of Jesus, if you would say, I've been burned by church. I don't go to church. I have a different religious background, or I, I'm not a follower of Jesus. I'm I'm an atheist. I'm an agnostic. I just got excited and wanted some free food, so I came. We would say <clears throat> we need you, especially on our course here. We need you. We would invite you and ask you, hey, we may say, what do you think about this? Or really, when we sit in round tables and talk, we may say, hey, what are your thoughts about this? And really, if you sense like, man, maybe God does want me to be a part of this, or maybe I just want to be a part of something bigger. Um, we would invite you and ask you and say, we need you. Now, the only caveat I would give is this. Um, in our minds, you can hear those things and think, this is really amazing. This sounds good. Christian hospitals are very, very messy in the sense of, yeah, we're real people with real issues in real lives. Um, for me, I thrive, thrive when it's messy in the sense. We just have real people struggling with real stuff. And, and so that is something to consider as you pray and consider, does God want me to be a part of this? This is going to look very different than just your, your average saints or museum for saints, but rather a hospital for sinners. So how can you sign up? Um, over in the gym, there are a bunch of these. This is a QR code. If you don't know what this is, um, don't worry, there's an actual old school pen and paper over there. You can sign up that way. Uh, but if you know someone who might be interested, 
Um, we have about a, we have a stack of these. You can take it and hand it to them. Um, we would ask if you've told me about, hey, I told Mike, you know, seven months ago, I'm on the core team. Please sign up again so we can start really. We have some extra information for child care and how we're going to operate that. So if you want to, if you're like, hey, I'm in, you can sign up tonight. But as Craig was saying, if you're like, hey, I'm just checking this out, really at most of our events in the future, we'll give an invite for people. Hey, if you want to join our core team, you can in January or February or March or April, whatever the case is. It's a it's a constant thing that we're going to open the door for people because we, we, we feel that's necessary. So if you can, sign up tonight in the gym. I want to give a quick building update. Um, God has, I mean, Craig, Craig kind of hinted at a few things. This church, current church, Christian Faith Fellowship, God has just blessed the socks right off of us through them. Literally, our purchase agreement says $0.00, um, which is absolutely incredible. And everything in the building is a gift, which only, only God can do. I've never even heard of this stuff. I'm like, really? Um, and so here is what um, God has been providing for us, even beyond we could ask or think. Um, starting in the new year, when the title transfers over, um, we have to do a few things, just uh, some waterproofing around the building to prevent that happening. Um, we have to, we're going to order some chairs. Uh, I like green. I went to Magadar, but I'd like some chairs. Um, and so, <laughs> um, we're going to, we're going to do that. Uh, chairs take, uh, six months to get in. And so there's that. And so, uh, we're going to do some carpet. We're going to paint in here. The gym should be painted by mid-December, Lord willing. And out here, we're going to expand that little section for, um, girls and boys bathrooms right out here to make really that whole hallway back. And so, if you um, sign up for the core team or you don't and you just want to let us know, we're going to have to rip this carpet up, and that's going to take a team. Um, we're going to have some work projects. If you want to be a part of, that takes a team. And so, which leads me to this next part I want to bring up is just our website that is currently now open, which I am so excited about. It's like the weirdest things. I saw our pens for the first time, and I was like, have you seen a pen this good? Uh, right, I'm just leaving it places like here, I'll switch you pens. So um, <clears throat> the website is up. Um, you can sign up for our core team on the website. It's 539.church, or you can sign up over here. Um, <clears throat> and I'm bringing this up only because people have asked, only because people have asked. If you would like to give to 539, you can do that through our website. We're ready to receive that digitally. Um, and if you are, and there's two caveats here, um, we won't be able to receive cash or check or really mail in until the new year starts. And so that'll happen then. If you have a current church that you are a part of, and you're part of maybe from Maranatha, you're from Christian Faith Fellowship, or you're going somewhere else and you would say, hey, I I'm going here during this time, we would encourage you and ask you to give there uh, at least until the end of the year or as long as you, you go there. Um, some of you would say, I'm not going to support this until it actually launches, which I totally understand and totally get. And so we would ask you to keep giving there, keep supporting there. We we take on uh, just bills in our ministry budget for 2022 that we'll talk uh, in January. Uh, we take all of that um, starting in the new year. So if you would like to support us, there is that. And I'll be extremely honest. God has just already um, blessed us in ways I could not have predicted um, it's just incredible to see what God is doing. And he just confirms that he is in this along the way. And lastly, if you are not a Christian and you're not a follower of Jesus, we would ask you not to give. We would ask you, please don't feel any 
pressure. We don't want you to think you earn any right standing with God because you do. We would say that we believe that God can uh, support this through the people who will call this their home church and who are following him. If you are not, uh, don't feel any pressure. I just said we, we don't we don't need that. We don't want you to feel that. So um, lastly, and I, I'll wrap this up um, with Matthew 9, 37 or 30, should be 37, 39. But Jesus said this, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So Jesus is going around and he's preaching and teaching. And when he does, he, he looks to his followers and it said he saw people, it says in the text, they were hurting and helpless and he had compassion on them. Compassion truly means this deep, moving, this gut-wrenching feeling. When you see someone, you don't just see someone hurting and think, hey, good luck. But you feel like compelled, I have to do something. I have to, I have to do something. He has compassion and he says to them, the harvest is plentiful. Meaning this, the spiritual need is bigger than you think. It's more than just 4%, 5%. It's more than just stats or numbers. We can throw those around. But when you actually get in the grit of people's lives, the spiritual need is bigger than you think. And then he says, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest, because it's his harvest, that God would send out laborers. The spiritual need is bigger than you think, and the answer is a lot closer than you think. I've been praying all week, really, for tonight. And if God is compelling you to join our core team. That is the ask tonight, that you would commit to this. If you feel like the Lord wants you to be a part of this, that you would want to help us launch this church, we have, we believe, a God-sized vision to reach people far from God, really to, to see a need in the community, not just of events, not just of things taking place, not just of helping people, but really seeing people who, if they were to die today, that they would not have an eternity with Christ. But because we came and we preached the gospel and what God is doing, that we would see people come to faith in Christ. And that is the God-sized vision. It's so much more than just numbers or how many people or who's coming or what it's going to mean. It's really eternities change forever. And that is what lasts. And that is the invite. And I know for me, um, it was around nine years ago when I came to faith in Christ. Because someone went because someone was prayed and because someone went and shared the gospel and because someone told me and told my dad and told them, now now it is it is my turn to go. That I feel compelled. This is what God wants us to do. So I would ask you as well to pray to see if God wants you to be a part of this. Um, we are done. I'm going to ask Pastor Wooden to come up and pray for us. You can come on up. He is the previous pastor here at Christian Faith Fellowship. Um, I mean this with all with my whole heart, I have yet to meet someone of his age. Um, I mean that with all with all sincerity, um, who has a heart to reach the next generation. I mean, literally, the other day we're sitting there, and he said, "Mike, how about you just not be anxious and trust the Lord?" He's like, "I like that plan. I like that plan." So I'm going to ask him to pray. Um, you guys are dismissed um, afterwards, and in there, there's food to eat. Obviously, there's definitely not enough seats, and some of you will have to stand, but. I apologize for that, and I want to thank you guys for being here. So, Pastor Wooden, would you would you pray us out? God is so good, isn't he? Before I pray, I want to say this. God said his ways are not our ways. 
And I keep telling Pastor Mike to trust the Lord. God don't wake up tomorrow morning and say, hey, I got a new idea. I told him, we've talked about what we've been praying for and what God has done over the last few years. This is nothing more but God's plan, how this all come together. We don't understand it, but he does. And if we trust him, all you're going to see is God working everywhere around you. You see a movement in your homes and your lives and people that you don't even know. God opened doors for us if you just know he's in charge. You say amen. Somebody asked me if I'm going to retire. I said, I'm pushing 80. I think it's time. <laughs> but I feel like Caleb. Just give me another mountain. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you again for your grace and your love and your mercy. And Father, we thank you for your hand that's stretching forth and moving and ministering in our lives. Father, we see in the word how you moved Israel in the straight groups of your right hand. Mighty how you moved them out of, Israel, out of Egypt. And Father, we just know that everything that hindered us you're going to move out of our way because of your grace and because you mighty right hand. And Father, we thank you for that tonight because we just give you praise for what you're doing in our midst. Our Father, bless everyone here. Speak to their hearts. Speak to their spirits. Let the word of God come alive within them. And Father, you'll burn in their hearts what you desire them to do. And Father, we praise you for that tonight in Jesus' lovely name. And they all said, Amen. Um, last thing, there are free t-shirts over there for you guys in the gym, so make sure you grab that before you leave tonight. Thank you guys for being here.